0: Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 440 4, of This Week in Marvel, your weekly podcast for all things Marvel, whether it's comics, movies, TV, cologne, all that other good stuff. I am Marvel.com Associate Editor Ben Morse. Joining us shortly will be Agent M. Ryan Panagos. He is being detained right now. I have no idea why. Could be a security issue, could be something else. But fortunately, I have with me my two lovely assistants. Number one, associate producer blake garrett and joined by
1: kristen Maldonado, the intern
0: yes so we've got a lot of stuff to talk about this week we've got news for you guys we've got new digital comics we've got the new print comics and as always we'll be answering your questions which you can get to us via twitter using the hashtag this week in marvel try to get to as many as we can but if you want to contact us that's the way to do it but for now We're going to jump right into the comics on sale this week. We're starting off strong with what I feel is one of our most underrated titles, Age of Apocalypse. Issue number six is out this week. It's written by David Lapham. This issue focuses on the origin of Deadeye, Zora Risman. As we all know, or some of us know, Age of Apocalypse takes place in an alternate reality where Charles Xavier died years ago. Apocalypse rose to power. Apocalypse eventually died. A bunch of mutants died. What they got now is it's basically, appropriately, a post-apocalyptic world where an evil version of Wolverine is ruling the roost. Mutants are doing what they want to do, and humans are kind of the downtrodden. Zora Risman Deadeye is part of the Exterminated, a group of human freedom fighters who in our world, in the normal Marvel universe, are all bad guys, anti-mutant bigots. She's related to one of the purifiers, but in this world, she's just someone kind of trying to make it. We get to see this world through her eyes in this issue. We get to see how her upbringing tempered her, how it turned her against mutants somewhat, but she's also very conflicted in that she works alongside mutants. She has a very interesting point of view on a lot of things. At the same time, we also get the birth of Penance, Monet St. Croix. St. Croix? let's say saint craw anyways monet known as m in our universe she's for x factor she comes into the picture here in the age of apocalypse her name is penance there throwback to the old generation x days she is going to become a power to rival wolverine so interesting moving and shaking stuff going on here but really it's the emotional heart of the series that gets me also renato arlem is on art one of my favorite underrated artists Guy with a really good grasp of gritty and superhero. He mixes the two well together. So if you haven't checked out Age of Apocalypse, issue number six is excellent. I recommend the whole series, but this is a gem. You don't want to miss it. Over in Avengers Academy number 34, we have got the first part of Final Exam, which is a big story that writer Christos Cage has been building to. Tom Grummet illustrates. We are finally seeing the conflict between Avengers Academy and The Alchemist, who is a, another gifted young can't say hero can't really say villain basically he's a dude who has used his powers to create a corporation, does not believe in the traditional hero-villain paradigm, and is trying to change the world, but is very against what Avengers Academy represents. He has lured some members of Avengers Academy over to his side, saying, hey, you can be making an actual difference, and I can help you. I can cure the stuff that's bothering you. And in this issue, he makes that offer to a few more members of Avengers Academy. And finally, the conflict they've had with him comes to a boil as he reveals his master plan. It's not... Necessarily what you would have thought, but it definitely puts him in opposition to some members of Avengers Academy and puts him on the same side as others, so we've got a whole big internal strife thing that's been brewing for a long time in Avengers Academy, and it's all going to be coming to a head in this four-part storyline. Speaking of internal strife, hoo boy. Avengers vs. X-Men number nine. I'm saying who boy, like this is normally where Ryan would go like, oh yeah, man, instead I got... Blake is catching up on some comics, and is just keeping track of time, so I'm kind of doing, like, the world's worst one-man show, but Avengers vs. X-Men number 9, written by Jason Aaron, drawn by Adam Kubert, this is one of my favorite, I feel like I keep saying this, but, you know, they're up in their game, so let's give them credit, this is one of my favorite issues of Avengers vs. X-Men, maybe the pinnacle, it is told... I don't want to say whose viewpoint it's told from, but it's a heavy Spider-Man issue. Spider-Man is not the most powerful guy in the Marvel Universe. He's not the most powerful Avenger, but we've said in the past, he is to us the hero that embodies the Marvel Universe in a lot of ways. And this issue, you kind of find out why. A lot of the Avengers have been captured. Things are looking very hopeless for them. No pun intended, because Hope's a key character. No one laughs at that, which is absolutely right. He's a terrible joke, terrible pun, but a lot of the Avengers have been captured by the increasingly unstable, now Phoenix Four. Specifically, Colossus and Magic basically have a bunch of the Avengers, including Thor, wrapped up in these weird, creepy demon succubus things inside of a volcano in Siberia, where Blake did his semester abroad. So they are suffering and the Avengers are basically, the Avengers are getting their butts kicked. The Phoenix Four X-Men are just absolutely decimating the Avengers. It's going to be sooner or later, they're going to make their way to Kunlun, find hope, and things could be over. And at this point, the X-Men, they're still sort of helping the world, but they've gone so crazy that they're really starting to become kind of a threat. So we don't know what's going to go on with them. The Avengers go on basically a suicide mission aided by people within the X-Men to try to get their friends back and what happens is one of the most uneven battles in the history of Marvel with Spider-Man against the Phoenix powered Colossus and magic, but it is one of the most emotional, powerful, moving, well-illustrated, well-written, just going to really, really make your heart hurt and feel good and feel scared and just get to you. This fight is everything that makes Spider-Man awesome. If you ever wanted to know why Spider-Man is so many of our favorite characters, man, this is it. This is such a good issue. It's, taking this huge conflict, focusing on this one character, this one small fight within, but it's so crucial to everything and just really blows Avengers X-Men to a new level. And by the end of the issue, once again, everything is completely changed. Avenging Spider-Man number 10. It's the second of a two-part story written by Kelly Sue DeConnick, illustrated by Terry and Rachel Dodson. We've got the new Captain Marvel teaming up with Spider-Man in Boston, my hometown. Blake, can you throw your Boston accent on for just a sec? Hey! That was awesome. It was like I was back home with my high school buddies. That was fantastic. But we've got the somewhat rampaging Robin with a Y hood traipsing through Boston. She is, we're not really sure. She seems to be this young girl intent on taking from the rich and giving to the poor. There's a corporation after her. Spider-Man and Captain Marvel are trying to figure out how to deal with the corporation, but also how to deal with her because she's like 90 feet tall now. You gotta read the previous issue, I can't really recap it properly, but we find out what, who, Robin Hood is, we find out why this corporation has an interest for her, there's crazy punch-em-ups, Spider-Man gets to give some advice, but really, the highlight of this issue is Kelly Sue DeConnick's Captain Marvel just continues to be awesome, She is just this no-nonsense lady who doesn't take guff from anybody, she gets in everybody's face, she's a new kind of Marvel hero in a way, she's One of the most powerful Marvel heroes, but she's so sassy, and she's so in-your-face, and she's so, look, this is the right thing, this is how I'm going to do it. But she's got style, she's got flair, she's got panache. A devil-may-care attitude, if you will. It's true. And, you know, I I know Ryan is a huge fan of Carol Danvers' Captain Marvel, and this issue is the issue that really made me go, hey, this character's awesome. So check this out, it's fun. Like I said, it's action-packed. And, of course, great art by Terry and Rachel Dodson. Now I'm going to turn things over to Blake for a sec to talk about Daredevil. We
2: have Daredevil number 16, written by Mark Wade, art by Chris Somney. Basically here, Daredevil is unconscious. Is T- in a coma. He's in a coma, even. Iron Man, Tony Stark, and Doctor Strange are there trying to find out what's going on. They can't do anything. Let me so, correct
0: to you real quick, Blake. Iron Man and Tony Stark are the same guy. What? Yeah. Spoiler. It's not Iron Man, Tony Stark and Doctor Strange. It's Tony Stark and Doctor
2: Strange. You didn't hear that, people. So they get Giant-Man, Hank Pym to go into his brain and they find Doctor Doom's nanobots roaming around. Hank Pym shoots them with his gun and It's not just a gun that shoots bullets, it, to be clear. Well, it doesn't shoot bullets. No, I mean, he shot him with a gun. You're saying Hank
0: Pym shoots Daredevil with his gun inside his brain. That could give people the wrong idea. Well, he gets out of the coma,
2: obviously. That's that's a spoiler. He's not really... He's in a coma, but he's still dealing with some kind of personal internal struggle. His brain's still working. Exactly. And And Hank Pym gets wrapped up in that struggle while he's inside his head. But the real twist is what happens when he gets out of the coma and goes back to work. Yes. I can't say anymore. It gets really dark and it's really fantastic, and things are going to change for Matt Murdock. But the art here is incredible. I love Chris Somni's stuff in this issue
0: a fantastic issue. Thank yep. you, Blake Garris. We'll come back to you mm-hmm. later. Have you ever wondered what would happen if Deadpool went absolutely nuts and started murdering everyone in the Marvel Universe? Well, good news, depraved readers, because Cullen Bunn and Delabor Talajik are putting out the limited series, Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. Set in, I hope, an alternate reality, Deadpool has basically had the final blocks that kind of keep him being the wacky goofball we all love removed. Not gonna say by what means, because it's kind of a neat twist. And he decides, you know what? I'm gonna go and kill everybody. Starts doing this issue with the Fantastic Four. It's gruesome, it's terrible. The Watcher gets involved in a very bizarre way. And this is just a perfect black humor in the vein of the classic Punisher kills the Marvel Universe, in the vein of a lot of what if stories. It's a simple question. What would happen if Deadpool went completely over the edge He's dangerous enough to be a threat to everybody. He's got the know-how, he's got the weapons, and this is Deadpool at his just most ruthless. And it's a different kind of Deadpool. He's not making quips, he's not making jokes, but he is making some dark statements. Cullen Bunn is a sick puppy. We know that from his Wolverine work. We know that from hanging out with him. We know that from that picture I got with him and David
2: Hasselhoff. Again, with that.
0: Yeah, no, me and Colin Bunn met David Hasselhoff. James Asmus was there, too. Blake was in the bathroom. Kristen was in New York. But this is a fantastic issue. Dalibor Talajik, perfect artist for this because he draws violence really well, which, you know, I don't know what that says about Mr. or Miss Talajik. I'm pretty sure it's a Mr. Dalibor. That works. I really hope they're not listening to this podcast, but this is a fun little romp and it is not for kids. So get your parents' permission before checking this out. Defenders number nine. Speaking of alternate realities, this story by Matt Fraction, Jamie McKelvey, and Mike Norton has the defenders, after the events of last issue, the Concordance Engine has placed them in another dimension. What's going on here? Oh,
3: man. What is
0: oh, this? No. This is good. What Nick, is this? Take a seat because Ryan's not What's here. going on? I don't know where <laughs> he is. Ryan? Yeah. Actually, you know what? We're going to skip Defenders number nine. We're, like, we're going to come back to it <laughs> so Nick
3: Lowe can tell us all about first x-men number one which oh, came out this week. it certainly did i'm yeah. so glad that it did first x-men this is a project we've been working on for a long time right but before we get into this ben i wanted to oh no to give you something really yeah, yeah, yeah. it's something i've been thinking of getting you okay. for a long long time to replace your old one a mini
0: eyelash curl because yep, oh, yeah i lost my old one yeah that's fantastic did yeah. You get this from the folks at cirque du soleil Yes, no. I'm I'm inventing a great backstory for you. I like it, though. I like it. But that's
3: for you. Thanks, man. It's got a little heart on it, too. You see that,
0: Kristen?
4: It does. (laughs) You should take
3: that to a handwriting (laughs) specialist. because he loves me. It's true. Yeah. So, first X-Men, back to business. Yeah, back to business. I don't know why I let you get me. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, You're a pro. First X-Men, we've been working on this, actually, for a couple years at this point, or maybe a year, but Neil, we would wanted to do a project with Neil Adams, industry legend, Mm -hmm. Neil Adams. Mm-hmm. who has done some of the most important comics for us and for the competition most important and influential comics of all time and he's one of the most influential artists of all time and still an amazing artist. Yeah. So we wanted to do something with him and so we talked over some things and a project that started off as a Wolverine project ended up morphing into this because there was this awesome idea he had in it that of Wolverine being tied to like the very start of Professor X and the beginning of Mutants and the X-Men and it kind of spiraled into this thing. We brought writer Christos Gage in to co-write it with Neil. And the two of them really hit it off. But so the first issue is on sale today. And it is about mutants before Xavier gathered the X-Men. And an event that happens in the first couple pages where Wolverine is trying to track down an old war buddy of his son. Things don't go very well. No, not at all. But the son is a mutant. But it, it opens Wolverine's eyes to the problems that mutants like him face. And so he talks to his... Buddy, Sabertooth. I love the banter between Wolverine and Sabretooth in this issue.
0: Actually, interesting, because I know Neil has said so much of this was influenced by the movie X-Men First Class, just in the sense that he saw the movie. Which is funny.
3: Yeah. We started work on this before that movie was Yeah, but when he was calling... Just so we all
0: know. But when when he was on the call with us, he said, I saw this movie and I realized even more this project would be good. No, I know he came up with the project beforehand, but if you've seen X-Men First Class and you like the kind of, you know, love-hate banter between Professor X and Xavier... They got nothing on first X-Men, Wolverine, and Sabretooth. It's true.
3: It is a bit of a bromance. Definitely. Between Wolverine and vicious, Sabretooth. vicious, feral bromance. Yep. Yeah, it's so true. But they start talking about the plight of mutants, and at this time, mutants are more of a mysterious thing. No one really knows much about them. So this deals with this, and this is kind of the secret history of the X-Men here. When this story comes to an end, you're going to be looking at the X-Men in a whole new way, and it's going to explain a lot of things that were never really explained. Why mutants are hated and feared when Sabretooth starts doing his thing because at this point they're just more unknown and a weird occurrence they're not something that that people even know what what they are and so you get to meet some new characters you get to see some old characters you get a little uh, professor Xavier in here Uh, you get Magneto towards the end of the book and a big part of issue 2 and I'm hopefully not spoiling things for people but it's worth talking about because I want people to know how important this book is it's part of canon this is all really happening in the past, and the art is so good. And we got Neil Adams on the art, and we've got Matt Wilson on colors, and he's just doing a terrific job in it as well. But it's a great, great book, and we're so glad to be doing it. Cool, man. We're glad you're doing it. Absolutely. It's a great book. For sure. I see you guys are talking about a little Daredevil. What, what an awesome issue that yeah. was, Daredevil 16. Yeah. So what good. What you think? Oh, I loved it. Yeah? That book is the best. Yeah? That book is my go-to book whenever it comes out. Yeah? The previous issue was incredible, but this issue, the stuff with Ant-Man, Giant-Man, he's the same, one and the same. Yeah, no, same thing. Your knowledge of the Marvel Universe always impresses me now. <laughs> I do know a thing or two. <laughs> and I also loved Hawkeye. Yeah, um, we're about to get to Hawkeye. You and Blake should talk about Hawkeye. Now I'm gonna let you guys do that. I yeah. want to come get my gift, crash the podcast. This a was bit. a gift. This
0: was a present.
3: It sure is. This, so no, enjoy this, that. this
0: eyelash curler was a bonus. You yep. are the real
3: gift. You are damn to right. To humanity. Absolutely. Thank you, Nicklo. Thank you, guys. Oh my. Blake, yes. I can't remember Stand your name. Kristen. Kristen, I won't forget it. Mike, I'm gonna try not to. He knows so many people. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, All right, taking down not our set. Things <laughs> over in the, the, the Nicklo style. <laughs> Nicklo,
0: we can't get enough of you. What a nice you never know what's gonna happen here on This Week in Marvel. It's true. What a nice surprise. Anyways, as I was saying. Defenders number nine. The defenders get dragged into an alternate dimension by the Concordance engine, and this issue starts out with Iron Fist and She-Hulk, Red She-Hulk, out of costume, working at a bar, trying to get close to a groovy 60s Nick Fury. And it just goes from there. Nick Fury's got Hydra after him. He's got the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. helping him out. It's this cool, like, retro Nick Fury story drawn in a modern style with modern characters into it. It is as wacky as Defenders has ever gotten. It's very outside the box. There's some funny, funny lines in this. Matt Fraction's just having a good time, having a good time with Doctor Strange, having a good time with the Silver Surfer, and it's a cool little team-up story that is not like anything else you're going to see out there. I say that about a lot of our books, but that's because we really do work hard to make sure every issue is like nothing else on the market. So, Check out Defenders number nine. And now we're going to shoot back over to Blake Garris to talk about Hawkeye number one.
2: Hawkeye number one, written by Matt Praction, art by David Aha. This is so awesome. The thing I love about Hawkeye, and Ben, you're a big fan of Hawkeye, correct? I love Hawkeye. I love Hawkeye.
0: One of my favorite Avengers, if not my favorite Avenger.
2: Hawkeye is a human. Being an Avenger, he's working with Tony Stark, who's a billionaire, Hulk, who's, you know, a scientist you know there's Thor, is a god Hawkeye is a human and this story are you saying scientists aren't human they are but they're like super smart right Hawkeye's just really good at archery you know he doesn't make a lot of money and again he's a human so it's starts right off the bat he is in battle he hurts himself you just kind of see what a normal day is like for him after the battles over And he struggles with everything a human struggles with. Really touching story with a dog that gets hurt in a fight. If you don't shed a little tear in this issue because of this poor dog... You're not human. Yeah, you're not human. You're not
0: like Hawkeye.
2: Yeah. Like, he, you know, goes to parties with people he lives in a, an apartment building with, because, you know, Tony Stark can't do that, because he lives alone in a mansion. So, I mean, it's basically, you really get the gist of Hawkeye as a person here, and you really, it touches you, you know? Like, this is just so fantastic. Talk about the art, um, man. Like, yeah, yeah, the, the art is amazing. It's just... Just like way, like, those, there's
0: so many panels on every page, and just the way David... David Aha portrays, like, everyday stuff, like just driving down the street, but then, like, action. It's all the stuff you loved about Immortal Iron Fist, but in a whole different setting.
2: And if you've ever, like, now that I live here, I could get the New York references better. But if you've ever been to New York or heard of New York, you can see that there's some things not great about it. Like, the smell, it really touches on that. And uh, Iron Man doesn't have to live in where he lives. smells great. So you kind of get the gist of... Clint Barton as a human, and I would suggest this for anybody to read.
0: Absolutely. Speaking of Blake Harris's least favorite character, let's go over to Invincible Iron Man, number 522, mm. also written by Matt Fraction. So look at that versatility. He's writing the very down-to-earth human Hawkeye, and then he's writing in his ivory tower Tony Stark. But actually, Tony Stark is not in his ivory tower right now. He is a prisoner of the Mandarin. Uh, he's being forced to create for the Mandarin. He's basically the slave of one of mandarin's rings things have rarely been worse for tony and that's saying something because things are always pretty bad for tony when he's not in his mansion looking down on people in the streets
2: the unrelatable
0: yeah but yeah he's slaving away with a bunch of his former foes they've all got these implants in them. mandarin seems to have basically won he's having tony stark build these giant machines and we kind of find out why in this issue we also get some cool insight into the origin of the mandarin and into his rings it's a whole new look at the mandarin who is a classic marvel villain but also one who can definitely use some fleshing out and matt fraction does that here got all that going on and we got tony stark doing what tony stark does best going against all odds and basically figuring out all right i'm in the worst possible situation in my life now is go time let's figure out what we're going to do now Meanwhile, on the other side of the world, some of the Mandarin's lackeys, the reimagined Iron Man villains, are out wreaking havoc, and it's up to Iron Man 2.0 and Rescue to save the day. We get some nice interplay between them. We get some more kind of insight into who Rescue is. I mean, we know who Rescue is, it's Pepper Potts, but kind of who she is as a superhero, who she is in the absence of Tony Stark. Really good issue. It's part two of the future arc. Written by Matt Fraction, drawn by Salvador La Roca, all building up to a big finale coming up in October. As part of the celebration of Spider-Man's 50th anniversary, we're putting out some very special one-shot or two-part issues, and one of those is Peter Parker's Spider-Man number 156.1, written by legendary Spider-Man writer and writer-in-general Roger Stern, with art by Roberto Della Torre. This is a very cool done-in-one issue about Spider-Man, or rather Peter Parker and Spider-Man, getting called in to do a favor by his friend Nora Winters, and he ends up having to go down to the Acme warehouse where once upon a time he caught the burglar who killed his Uncle Ben which stirs up all sorts of emotions ends up having an adventure which touches upon a lot of classic Spider-Man elements, particularly from Roger Stern's run but really the crux of the whole thing is about why he became Spider-Man why the great power, great responsibility thing matters so much and why Peter Parker is a very unique kind of superhero. To celebrate Spider-Man pick up Peter Parker, Spider-Man number 156.1 In a universal way, we've got a very different kind of Spider-Man, Miles Morales, in Ultimate Comics Spider-Man number 13, which is the first Divided We Fall crossover issue for Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, written by Brian Michael Bendis, drawn by David Marquez. In this issue, following up on the events of Ultimate Comics Ultimates number 13, Captain America is back. He's back with the Ultimates. He's back getting caught up on what he missed. And since he retired, due to the fact that He got Peter Parker killed, in his views. He's not too thrilled that there's now an even younger Spider-Man running around. He is not thinking this is a great idea. So Captain America goes to investigate the new Spider-Man. Meanwhile, Miles Morales is dealing with the fact that he maybe accidentally... Maybe he's not sure. He's not sure whose fault it was, but one way or another, his uncle, the Prowler, is dead because of a battle the two of them had. So he's dealing with the guilt of that. He's dealing with hiding these facts from his parents, and then he gets a mysterious phone call from someone who shows up at the end of the issue. Don't want to say who that is, but he spends the rest of the issue trying to make his way there, and in the process, holy crap, he battles ultimate freaking Batrock the Leaper. Bashrock the Leaper, one of my favorite villains of all time, crazy French karate guy who's always bedeviling Captain America. Him going one-on-one with Miles Morales with awesome art by David Marquez. It's just a dream come true. The action is awesome fast it's furious it's great the quips are flying and in the midst of this very heavy issue where miles morales is dealing with all this guilt and captain america is trying to decide the fate of spider-man we also get this very fun lighthearted battle and then a huge moment at the end so this is a very big issue if you're an ultimate comic spider-man fan this is not an issue you can afford to miss X-Factor number 241 by Peter David and Leonard Kirk is the first part of Breaking Points, which is going to be a multi-part story in X-Factor, basically bringing a lot of loose ends to a head. A lot of things that Peter David's been setting up for quite some time. And in this issue, we have Havoc, Multiple Man, Strong Guy, heading to Central Park, They are lured there by some alternate universe villains who basically tracked back with Madrox when he was going through dimensions a couple issues back in the They Keep Killing Madrox story. So alternate versions of Steve Rogers' Deathlock, Dormammu, and the Child of Wolfsbane are in Central Park, they lure them there. There's a huge battle. There's also personal stuff going on with Strong Guy, with Monet, with Longshot, with Polaris. We get a little look on Siren. Basically, everything's coming to a head as promised here in X Factor. The art is gorgeous. This is a great jumping on point, even if you've never read the book, because Peter David does a very good job of kind of summing up, hey, this is what's been going on, and this is why it's important, and this is why it's all gonna resolve some awesome little personal moments, stuff between Monet and Polaris, stuff between Strong Guy and the rest of the team. And if you care about these characters, then this issue's going to hit you pretty hard, but it's also going to definitely reward your patience for sticking with it. Finally, X-Men number 33, written by David Wood with amazing art by David Lopez, one of the best in the business. It's the finale of Brian Wood's first arc on X-Men, which is found... A segmented team of the X-Men, Storm, Colossus, Pixie, Psylocke, and Domino, dealing with these proto-mutants, ancient mutants who have been resurrected kind of as time bombs by this mad scientist type, this guy who is just a selfish jerk. We don't know what his motives are. Finally, the X-Men who are super pissed because they have met basically their ancestors, and now their ancestors are all dying because they've become tools of this tool. And they finally find him, they deal with him, emotions run hot and heavy, not only between the X-Men and this guy, but also between the X-Men themselves, because they've been debating the whole time, do we tell Cyclops about this, Storm doesn't really want to, Colossus thinks she should, there's some arguments. Psylocke has a huge moment, as she has been holding the essence of one of the proto-mutants in her head and needs to deal with the closure he gets by the end of this issue, but it's beautifully drawn, it's beautifully written, it's really sad, but it's also the type of comic that really makes you think, wow, this medium can do a lot. So those are our comics on sale this week. For Twim of the Week, I want you guys to check in real quick while I gather my thoughts and also catch my breath. That
2: was impressive, Ben. Thank you. Well, what'd you think?
1: I feel like I wish that I was a millionaire because I don't have enough money to buy all these comics and there's so many good ones. I, like, starred, like, all of them on my page because Mm -hmm. I want so many of them, but I think the ones that I'm, like, most excited for are Avenging Spider-Man because I'm excited to see what happens with Robin Hood, and I love Spider-Man, and Captain Marvel, like, she's definitely become one of my new favorite characters, and I think first X-Men because it'll be cool to kind of see, you know, I like what Nick was talking about, the the history of the X-Men and seeing, like, where they actually, you know, really started out and Things like
0: that so it's hard not to get sold when nicholas sitting across the table <laughs> pitching it
2: to you it's true <laughs> i have to go with hawkeye yeah, again it was so good yeah that was fantastic that was a great issue yeah
0: you guys all bring up great issues i'm going to give a little bit of a twofer here i'm going to say just because again i think it gets overlooked so often age of apocalypse number six was really really good There's a lot of other great stuff out there. I thought Ultimate Comics Spider-Man was really good. I thought X-Factor was really good. But I hate to make the obvious choice, but Avengers vs. X-Men number Mm -hmm. 9 was superb. Again, such a moving issue. If you're a Spider-Man fan, if you're a fan of comics or fiction... Or happiness, you gotta check out that issue. So I'm gonna give a nod to Age of Apocalypse and my official twin of the week to Avengers vs. X Men.
1: I really love how they have all those, the Marvel ARs with the capability yeah. with the Avengers vs. X Men books because it's really cool to kind of see all the different. Like it's like fun facts yeah. and things you didn't
0: know. You know what I would like, Kristen, is if someone would write an article on Marvel.com about all the comics that feature the Marvel AR, so we can kind of keep track, so people can look at that. Do you know if one has gone up recently? I
1: think it has.
0: Really? Do you know has. who is responsible for that?
1: I think it might have been me. Really? You wrote an article on that? Yep.
0: Thank you. You ask and we deliver. <laughs> and by you, I mean Kristen delivered for herself. But yeah, absolutely. The AR is fantastic. Full credit to Judy Stevens and our. Superb video team here at Marvel.com who works on those and everyone else involved. I write some of them, but you know I have the really the easiest job. Everyone does crazy stuff on that. Let's talk real quick about the print collections on sale this week, courtesy of our buddy Max Beckman. We've got Avengers Trial of Yellow Jacket in trade paperback, Incredible Hulk Regression in trade paperback. Iron Man, Revenge of the Mandarin in hardcover. New X-Men Omnibus in hardcover, re-release. Punisher by Greg Rucka, Volume 1, trade paperback. Thing Classic, Volume 2, trade paperback. X-Force Child's Play hardcover. X-Men FF trade paperback. X-Men Iceman hardcover. And X-Men Operation Zero Tolerance hardcover. Now, I know Max Beckman picked X-Men Operation Zero Tolerance hardcover as his toy of the Week, because that is one of the first... Stories he ever read. I am so tempted to go with X Force Child's Play for the same reason. I am also extremely tempted to go with X Men Iceman because it has the most bizarre story ever from the 80s by Jam Donatius, which has Iceman on this surreal cosmic adventure into the nature of oblivion. No joke, Blake, you would love it. But I am going to go with Punisher by Greg Rucka, Volume 1, because that book is fantastic and I think it's a modern classic and people are going to want to check it out. Anything from you guys?
2: I think I want to read X-Men FF. I Me mean,
1: too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. X-Men FF, that was one of Victor Gishler's final arcs on X-Men, and you guys will definitely enjoy it. It's a very, very good book. All right. In addition to all the comics we discussed, also want to point out that there's two more books on sale in print this week. Fury Max, number five, by Garth Ennis and Goran Parlov, which is a Max title. That's a mature readers. And also Muppets, number two, Written and drawn by Roger Langridge, reprinting some stuff he did elsewhere, and it's really, really good. So, recommend that highly. Meanwhile, everything there was released on the digital comics app, the Marvel Comics app. Also released on the Marvel Comics app, issues 18 through 24 of the current Avengers series. Issues number 31 through 34 of Black Panther from 2005. All five issues of Chaos War Some of my favorite stuff, issues 9.1 and then 10 through 15 of Doc and Dark Wolverine. And finally, the entire Realm of Kings, Son of Hulk Limited series, as we are joined in progress by Agent M. Ryan Panagos. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Hello, sorry I'm late. I was in a meeting that was going over the future of Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. Well, that's important stuff, (sighs) Yeah. so I think you can be forgiven. We're going to finish up real quick talking about what's on sale. You gather yourself and then get ready to jump in. In addition to the single issues, we also have digital collections on sale on the app. We've got Cable Volume 1, Messiah War. Captain America Reborn, New Avengers Illuminati, Nova Volume 2 Nowhere, Secret Avengers Volume 2 Eyes of the Dragon, and Toxin, The Devil You Know. So you were just in a meeting for Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. I think it's only appropriate that you tell us what is freshly digitized this week on Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. Sure thing.
4: We've got issues 210 through 214 of Fantastic Four, Invincible Iron Man issues 511 and 512, the issues 7, 8, and 9 of the most recent Moon Knight series, Avengers Academy, number 25, Marvel Universe vs. Wolverine, 1 through 4, I think that's the whole series. The whole series. That was awesome and so depressing, and it was fantastic. And it's like we always talk about the what-ifs and how we love those stories, and they always end in nightmares and horror and everybody dying. You guys should read Marvel Universe vs. Wolverine. Also, Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility, number six. I don't know what that is, but I'm sure it's terrific. S.H.I.E.L.D. issues three and four from the last series. Issues one through six of the current Punisher series. So that's great. If you want to catch up on Greg Rucka and Marco Chiquetto's
0: Punisher, that's where you go. Do you want to throw in, we already ran through all the comics on sale, did you have a Twim of the Week you want to throw in? Yeah, let me remind myself what came out, because I read most of
4: these issues last week. We've got, Daredevil was so freaking good, Chris Somney, I just want to punch him in the face, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, incredible. Ultimate comic Spider-Man was so great, Hawkeye, Hawkeye, did you talk about the dog? And Hawkeye. Like Blake recapped did, did,
0: did you cry? Did you cry? Because you should have cried. We talked about yeah, crying. Yeah, we talked about crying. Okay, good. Yeah.
4: Good. Fury Max, terrific. First X Men. I mean, come on. Everything. Avengers vs. X Men, too.
0: All those. All would those. Be my All right, so everything this week was Ryan's Two of the Week. Yeah. So, we've made it through the comics section, and now it is time to talk about Strami stuff. So, yeah. You can settle into your chair, because we're going to kick it over to Strami. Hi, Strami. Strami, let
5: us know what's on TV and going on in games and movies this week. Hello there, this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com assistant editor Mark Strom, a.k.a. Strami, coming to you from the gorgeous green fields of Los Angeles, which is, well, there aren't actually any, well, there aren't really that many gorgeous green fields. we got beaches, though. But not really so much with the green fields. So hmm, guess I I don't know, that was a little bit of a lie back there. My apologies. Coming to you, of course, with the latest in this week in TV and well, mostly TV at this point in Marvel. This week we've got new episodes of Ultimate Spider-Man and the Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. Beginning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and it all kicks off with an episode of Ultimate Spider-Man entitled Snow Day that opens up with school being canceled for Spidey and his teammates Nova, Power Man, Iron Fist, and White Tiger. They're ordered to go into school regardless for some special training with Agent Coulson. That doesn't sound too fun to them. So instead, they take a little jaunt to an island paradise. It's a deserted island paradise that is in S.H.I.E.L.D.'s databases for some reason. And that reason may have to do with the fact that that island is actually Sandman. So this is the big Sandman episode. It's really fun, it's a really Interesting take on Sandman that I don't think I've ever really seen before. But after that, we have a new episode of The Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, beginning at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. This one is entitled Assault on 42, which, as you know, 42 is the prison in the negative zone that Tony Stark built back during Civil War. And... The prison exists in the Earth's Mightiest Heroes universe as well. It's where they've been storing all of the uh, supervillains that they face off against. However, since it is in the negative zone, we may be running into uh, some familiar faces whose names may sound like Annihilation. Name might sound like that. And he will uh, show up and wreak some trouble, and it's up to Captain America and Carol Danvers, Ms. Marvel, and some others to stop it all. Then, in other TV news, we just released the Wolverine and Blade anime series on DVD this past Tuesday. Each DVD set has the full 12 episode series along with a ton of extras and to celebrate the launch of the DVD we've been bringing you some special cool stuff all week long. We brought you some pencil designs from the Blade and the Wolverine series on Monday. We brought you some exclusive clips on Tuesday. On Wednesday we had an interview with the director of the Blade anime. Today, if you're listening to this on Thursday, we've got some wallpapers from both the Blade series and the Wolverine series. And tomorrow, Friday, we should have yet another interview for you, this time with one of the talent from the Wolverine series. So keep your eyes out for all that. And of course, you can check it all out on marvel.com and pick up blade and wolverine on dvd now you know wherever finer dvds are sold Um, you know wherever one would go to procure a dvd so with that that pretty much ends everything that's on sale or on tv this week i will be back with you shortly to give you some of the news
4: Oh, God, thank you, Strami. So appreciated. I know the weather out there has been a nightmare, yeah, so we're brutal. glad you're dealing with it. Oppressive. So oppressive. It was raining today. I brought my umbrella. I didn't even see the rain today. The pouring woke me rain. up, and then the cats woke me up again as I was waking up this morning.
0: Out in New Jersey, the sun was shining, children were singing, everything was going great. Yeah, it was an off day for my, Jersey. My recycling <laughs> got
4: Ooh. Aye, aye, aye. No, yes. I enjoy Jersey. <laughs>
0: I do, actually. It's like you're campaigning for office or something. Yeah.
4: The Palisade Parkway? Lovely to drive <laughs> just, down. Just a delight. A
0: yeah. A either delight. way. Either way, it's sold. Yeah, all right. So, let's get back on track and go with Marvel News. Ben, kick us off. Okay, big news number one yesterday, since this is coming up on Thursday. Like we said, Avengers vs. X-Men number nine is on sale, and it's a huge issue. We talked about why earlier, but do make sure you go pick that up. All the various means. You can get it on the Marvel Digital Comics shop. You can get it on the app. You can get it in print. You can get it a bunch of different ways, but you're going to want to catch that up. As we move forward from Avengers X-Men into Marvel Now, we have had a series of teasers on the site this week talking about some of the creators involved in Marvel Now and some adjectives used to describe them. As of right now, we've already told you that Kieran Gillen and Greg Land are invincible. We have told you that Jason Aaron and Esad Ribic are worthy. And we also said that Mark Waid and Lionel Francis Yu are indestructible. Since this is Wednesday, I'm not entirely sure what's going up tomorrow. So we'll have one more out there by today. But we're going to have more Marvel now coming your way. We are going to have a couple more teasers like that coming up. But then next week, we're actually going to reveal what titles everyone's working on. And we're going to have Q&As with all these people. We've got so much Marvel Now content coming I'm really excited about kicking all that off. Last week I had to speak to Rick Remender about Uncanny Avengers, one of my favorite interviews I've done in a while. Rick and I were on the phone for an hour and still it all down into the interview. I didn't even tell you guys a lot you didn't already know about the Red Skull. I told Brian something about the Red Skull even he didn't know. So that was pretty cool. And this week we've also got all new X-Men and Avengers interviews going up with Brian Michael Bendis and Jonathan Hickman. So Marvel.com should be your one-stop shop for Marvel now. Other Q&A we had this week with the late, great Frank Thierry. And I say late just because he's never on time. He's still alive. So we spoke to Frank Thierry about Space Punisher, about Ultimate Spider-Man, which he's working on, and the interview did contain the quote, I am God, by Frank Thierry. Not the first time we said it won't be the last. Finally, last and not least... We've got Psych Ward, which this week covered The Wizard, classic Fantastic Four foe, who is going to be coming back very shortly in the pages of FF.
4: I want to mention that we're going to be doing more with Hasbro's Bonkazonks line of toy collectible game figures. They've put out about 102 of these little guys so far, MODOK and Thanos and 30 different versions of Spider-Man and Spider-Man's villains, which are super cool. A lot of really random sort of, under-the-radar guys who you wouldn't have seen in toy form before, so it's really cool. Blake is going to be putting up some videos and putting together some news stories about that stuff, so that'll be really cool. I'm sure Strami will talk about Marvel Avengers Alliance, but I just want to say Spec Ops 2, the second special operation for avengers alliance is in full force or about 20 days left give or take i am two-thirds of the way through i think i'm in the
0: middle of a 48 hour long research thing i have a 36 hour research going on right now i'm really worried about associate editor daniel ketchum whether or not he's going to because i think if we don't make it through the spec op, we'll bounce back I think if he doesn't achieve the spec op, like that could be a really bad turn for him.
4: I can see him dumping in a lot of money at the very end. Yeah, I'm really worried about that. Yeah, because he needs to have his white queen. Yeah, but it's really cool. I was looking yesterday at the calendar for all the Avengers Alliance stuff coming basically through the first quarter of 2013 crazy stuff super duper awesome very excited and i love that they're continuing to update this stuff make sure you guys sign up for marvel xp at the top of the avengers alliance area it's going to be really important there's going to be news and developments coming up in the next you know month or two months that uh, i can't say yet but will be very important to uh, your Marvel XP experience. In addition to that, I just want to make sure you guys know that we're on Tumblr at marvelentertainment.tumblr.com. And exclusive to This Week in Marvel listeners, we have a Marvel Pinterest. Well, I actually haven't posted that anywhere yet because we've been putting content on it. Carrie Fiallo, who is our social media coordinator, has been putting up some cool stuff on there. Uh, it is at pinterest.com slash you guys are the first people uh, outside of the company to know that it exists. It's public, but we're letting you guys know. So if you have suggestions of cool stuff you'd like to see us post on Pinterest, let me know. Tweet me at, at agent underscore M. Let all of us know, and we'll figure it out. We'll work it out. Pinterest is new. We're trying to find cool ways to differentiate what we do on Pinterest from what we do on Tumblr versus Twitter versus Facebook versus, you know, what's another MySpace? Bebo. Bebo. BMO. friendster, friend, friendster, friendango, friendango, ooh, friend. Start that. Start friendango today. Yeah. All right. Anyway, if you join us on friendango next week, you'll get a special (laughs) bonus.
2: Special bonus. Yeah. Blake, what
0: do you got? Dancing video.
2: (laughs) We have. Not me dancing yet. Oh! But our friends at Mighty Fine have released Minimalist t-shirts. We have U.S. Agent, The Avengers, Cloak and Dagger, Fantastic Four, Kid Loki, Emma Frost, Apocalypse, Gambit, Deadpool, Iron Man, and Captain Marvel.
0: What is a Minimalist t-shirt? They're
2: just artsy, but okay. cool. Like, they're minimal images. Like... Not a lot of detail, just kind of the... the Shapes. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Otsy-fotsy stuff. Yeah.
2: I would be safe to say, go to Marvel.com, see the Gambit shirt. I believe Ryan would probably, if he ever wore a Gambit shirt, he would wear this Gambit shirt. Nine. The one. It's awesome. Nine. Also,
4: Mighty Fine, they have a really great Avengers 8-bit t-shirt, which is super Mm -hmm. fantastic. They also have the kawaii shirts, which are insanely cute. Loki with giant big eyes and just melts your heart, and then he stabs you in the throat. It's terrific stuff. On that
5: note, let's kick it back over to Strami with some more news. Strami? Welcome back once more this week in Marvelites. I am back again. To give you some news for movies, TV, and games. First up in movies, we brought you some Marvel's The Avengers Blu-ray news. Beginning with the full list of international release dates for Marvel's The Avengers on Blu-ray and DVD. You can go to Marvel.com right now and check it out. It's all sorted by country and... Yes, some come out at the end of August, some all the way through the beginning of October. Of course, it comes out domestically, September 25th. We also brought you the first look at the international box set that collects all six films from the Marvel Cinematic Universe thus far, Iron Man, Iron Man 2, The Incredible Hulk, Thor, Captain America The First Avenger, and Marvel's The Avengers. Of course, those box sets hit each territory day and date with the release of Marvel's The Avengers on Blu-ray and DVD. So again, go to marvel.com right now to check out when the various items will be available in your local country and also we brought you five new clips from the blu-ray which are of course just clips from the film but we brought you some really cool stuff you have the clip from the end of the film that features thanos we've got the clip that is that epic tracking shot that follows each of the avengers as they battle in new york and sort of you know follows along from one to the next we've got Three more clips in addition to that, we've got the return of the Hulk when Bruce Banner rides up on his little moped in the middle of the battle. We've got Captain America outlining his plan to the different Avengers. And we've also got the suit-up montage in which the different heroes suit up to get ready for battle right before they head to the Battle of New York. In TV news, we've got another full episode of Ultimate Spider-Man streaming right now on marvel.com. This episode is episode 10, Field Trip. It is the episode that features Frog Thor who is a favorite of mine. Of course, Frog Thor is from the classic Walter Simonson story in which Loki turns Thor into a frog. Much the same happens here, and that's up to Spider-Man and his pals to help Thor fend off Loki's attack on Asgard. You can stream that full episode right now on Marvel.com. The mostly white suit that he wore during Jonathan Hickman's run on the title, And of course, Special Operation 2 is still currently ongoing. Long live the Queen. It's still going for about another three weeks. This is the Special Operation at the end of which you get Emma Frost as a playable character, and you get incremental rewards as you go as well. It's a quest-based mission, and you can sort of play along and earn things as you go. It's really fun, give you a shot, and... If you haven't signed up for Marvel Avengers Alliance yet, if you haven't started playing, it's easy. Just type in Avengers Alliance into your Facebook search and it'll pop up. Go. It's great fun. It's highly addictive. So I recommend, you know, only doing it if you can afford to. So that pretty much covers everything in the world of This Week in Marvel in games and TV and movies and all that jazz. So... Another week another dollar or you know i think that's an expression it's probably not an expression i think i just made you up but i will see you all or talk to you all next week and with that i bid you all adieu
4: And
0: we are back. Thank you, Strami. Oh, man, you blew us over with all that news. Now, before we get into our questions this week, which I know everyone looks forward to, we also have the second installment of our new favorite segment. I want to shoot it over to Blake Garris with what is Tom Brennan crying about
2: this week. Blake? Last week, he was crying about his life. This week, once again, it's about his life. All right.
0: Wow. Thanks Thank for the Thanks for keeping us posted. Appreciate it. Once again, you can tweet at Brennanator to ask him what he's crying about this. B R E N N A N A T O R. Yes. And, you know, hashtag it crying. Yeah. And just let him know that hashtag you can all the
4: cries. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag.
0: Why cry, but yeah, we'll hashtag, a, can we help? We'll have a new update next week on what Tom Brand's crying about. Blake is doing a fantastic job staying on top of this developing story.
4: Back to you, Ryan. All right. So, time for our questions and comments section. As you know, if you have a question or comment about Marvel or the podcast, you can use the hashtag on Twitter, This Week in Marvel. You can also tweet to at Agent underscore M, at Ben J. Morse, at Blake Garris, or at Strami, and we'll we'll see him. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. All right, we're gonna jump right into it with at Wrath Starblade. I don't remember seeing that name before. Uh, has a
0: question. Do you publish all new comics digitally? More or less, we try to get all our new comics up on the Marvel Comics app. For at this point, it's it's pretty much everything with a few exceptions for things like. Best-selling authors like Stephen King, Dark Tower stuff. We don't have mature content stuff. But the odds are, if it is a mainstream superhero comic or an all-ages book, yes. It is up on the Marvel Comics app the same day that it goes on sale in print.
4: Yes, and if you don't have an app, if you don't have an Android or iOS device to see the app, you can also go to the marvel.com. On the top of the
0: page, it says digital comics yep you go to the tab that says comics and a pull down will appear that says digital comics shop you can jump right in there and you can get all your comics but also the cool thing is you can buy on the web and it will sync to your devices so if you're at work
4: and you just want to buy your comics that you can read later buy them then get them all synced over you have them later it's really terrific also 99 cent sales Mm -hmm. monday and thursday and another one Wednesday next week. Oh, my goodness. Stay tuned tomorrow All com. the time, We'll give you details. I love deals, guys. All right. At Cassius335 tweeted about Avengers Alliance, I have a plan. We drop the blob on Juggernaut and see what happens. Hashtag Lol Tony. There's but, an
0: Iron Man quote. Yeah, there's some I'm good in the stuff
4: game. in there. A lot of the stuff in the story part and the dialogue that you see is written by Alex Irvine.
0: Yep, who uh, spoke to in San Diego.
4: Yep. But there's actually Fred Van Lente and mm-hmm. Greg Pak Ooh. and a bunch of other people are working on other elements of the game and other stuff through Marvel XP. Again, Marvel XP is really cool. You can go in there and get tons more story for Avengers Alliance. Another one from at Cassius335 thought about Avengers Alliance? What if it's not Circle of Eight, but Circle of Eight, A-T-E, and somehow tied to the big G, as in Galactus? No. I
0: think that's spoilers for the game. Yeah? Because I haven't gotten to that point in the game yet, plot-wise. Boom! But there's something called Circle of Eight, apparently, and I can't wait to find out about it. Yep, good stuff.
4: At Hawker underscore 37 tweets to Ben, is the AVX babies going to be a comic book issue? That would be pretty funny if it is.
0: Indeed, Hawker underscore (laughs) 37. A babies versus X. Next, babies is a one-shot coming out in October, written by Scotty Young, with art by Gurihiru. It's going to be freaking awesome. It's going to be funny, and it's also going to be great. And Gurihiru is a collection of artists, and they are amazing! Yeah. Rawr. Move over to at Brad the YM. Which Marvel character is most like WWE's Daniel Bryan, and could he, I'm assuming Daniel Bryan, be a fighting fanboy? Good news, Brad the YM. Daniel Bryan is a Fighting Fanboy. We did an interview with him, I think, last year. So if you go to our Fighting Fanboys archive, go to any Fighting Fanboys article on Marvel.com and look at the related news scroll through you will find Daniel Bryan we've spoken to him before hopefully we'll get to speak to him again for whichever intern puts
4: together the news story can make sure there's a link for the fighting fanboys with Daniel Bryan actually there. I do the links
0: so I'll make sure there's a link in there she can make sure you make sure okay everybody works combined, together combined we'll somehow do it as far as which Marvel character is most like WWE's Daniel Bryan uh, when we interviewed AJ earlier this year she said that Daniel was most like Cyclops <laughs> which <laughs> I can kind of see In that kind of very single minded view, and kind of, he's a hard worker, and he, even if everyone else around him disagrees with him, he is convinced in the rightness and the validity of his quest. So, Cyclops is one option. I would go with Quicksilver hot headed, angry. Quick to action, but also very full of himself. All right. So Ryan hates Daniel Bryan, and hopefully when he comes to visit the office, we will tell him all the nasty things you said about him. Done. I was wearing a Daniel Bryan t-shirt you the other day. Are. That's true. That was pretty cool. It's a great t-shirt. Yeah. At proud do I am? Episode 39 made me miss Game Night Pals and Ultimate Alliance. Two of my friends fell in love there. Oh That's cute. I proud do I am? Why does the Phoenix Force fry people's brains? Poor Colossus looks so crazy in Wolverine and the X-Men. There's a lot we don't understand about the Phoenix Force. Think about it. You're taking
4: an, a cosmic elemental entity that can destroy planets and putting it inside someone. It's going to be too much for... Even Colossus, who has a very strong body, strong mind, it's going to be... Just too much for him, too much for any of them. That's why the Phoenix doesn't stick around forever because it, it burns them out.
0: I think absolute power corrupts absolutely is a, uh, is a I, It's a quote use that, here. that I it originated. I originated that yeah. quote a couple of years ago. Yeah. That's pretty good, right, Blake? Mm hmm. Uh, I think we have another new listener here, new questioner at Jackie Ramones, unfamiliar name. Hello. Asks Who would win in a fight, the blob? And the Juggernaut. The unmovable and the unstoppable. That is a question that has resonated throughout the years. I feel like that's Marvel. been a comic before, but I can't I remember has. a specific... I mean, basically, Juggernaut just runs into him and Bobby can't move. I'm going to say they're both, you know, they're both big-time threats, but I think that Juggernaut is fairly unstoppable. It takes a lot to stop him, whereas... The Blob, I feel like Unmovable is more of a—it's more of a nickname. Yeah. I mean, you can move him if you really try. Like yeah. when the Hulk punches him, he moves a little. So I think if the Juggernaut really goes to town, the Juggernaut's going to win that fight. Yeah. The
4: physics behind it are—you're going to have more momentum with Juggernaut, and the Blob has—it's all density and mass and sort of staying still. Juggernaut could get into him and then sweep him up. Yeah.
0: A whole bunch of ways. That's science, gang. Science! At Immortal Thor 99, any plans for a smartphone app companion to Avengers Alliance? Not to play, but to handle flight deck research and training.
4: You know, Immortal Thor 99, Mr. Chris Vaughn, we've. We, being Marvel and Disney and Playdom and everybody who is involved in the game, have talked about many, many options, many, many possibilities for Marvel Avengers Alliance. When there's something that I can give you any information about, if or when that happens, I'll let you know. But as of right now, there's nothing to go off of. But trust me, if you have an idea about Avengers Alliance of things we could do and apps and possibilities and elements and stuff, It's probably been discussed internally before. Uh, A lot of time put into these
0: games. Another one from um, At Immortal Thor 99, Avengers Colognes. There are also ones for Loki, Nick Fury, and a perfume for Black Widow. All are great. Blake?
2: That was an article from a couple months ago. Yeah, but would you confirm that all are great? Oh, yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Would you drink them? (sighs) Would you date a girl who had Black Widow perfume? (laughs) dude <laughs> What? Totally would, right? I mean I think there's more. I think Blake is being wise here. It's not just how someone smells, it's
2: just, it's just yeah. she can drink it.
0: <laughs> well, that's the direction I was headed. Dating advice from Blake Garris. Back to you, Ryan. Alright.
4: We've got one from at DJ Bo Kikio. I love Marvel Avengers Alliance. Hate being on my computer. I want to play on my iOS. Please help. Wow. I wonder. just covered that. It's crazy. Didn't we? A lot of people have these desires. I get it. Another one from Dan Bokikio. July 25th releases were amazing. Red Hulk took it to the X-Men. Damn,
0: son. Red Hulk did indeed take it to the X-Men in the issue of Avengers, but it did not end well for him
4: new at D tweets just read
0: through Marvel Now previews can't wait till it starts smiley face emoticon seriously I am so excited about Marvel Now like let's be honest we have to be excited about everything here it's our jobs and what a great job it is because everything here gets me excited but I am particularly excited about Marvel Now because we are trying some really new stuff we're trying people on books they would never have thought of doing we're trying directions that have never been thought of before some of it's gonna work Possible some of it won't work, but just the fact that we're going out there and trying it is awesome. It gets me really excited. It's like we're swinging for the fences, and I can't wait to see what comes up, and I can't wait to tell you guys about it.
4: Yeah, you know, today we talked about the future of Marvel Now is indestructible. Mm. Mark Wade, Lenaille Yu. I was in the room when that galvanized, when Mark basically took on this assignment, and the way the ideas formed, and how cool it was, and then to watch that. Kind of come together and bubble up and become another great Mark Wade book. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really freaking exciting.
0: It's gonna be great when we can actually tell you guys what the books are too. Yeah. We're about I, a week yeah. away from saying what a lot of them are. I,
4: I know awesome. our readers and listeners are very savvy, so
0: I'm sure they yeah, don't need us fra- to spell it out. I think you've guessed on some of them, but there's some others where what you think is not necessarily what you're getting. Yes. From at Captain Malcolm, Marvel's October
4: solicits list: Hawkeye number three coming with a digital code. Confirmation, please. Will issues.
0: 3 on have codes. Is number 1 had a code? Did not Pretty sure. It did not. It was 299, it did what? not have a code. So, well, if it's listed that way, that might mean it's getting bumped up to 399 and getting a code, possibly. That would make sense. Look, it's a win-win cuz either you can get it for 299 or if it's 399, we're going to make it worth your while and you a digital code. Yep. So, one way or another, you win. Yeah. Everybody wins. Everybody wins.
4: Another one from Matt, Captain Malcolm. Also, please put more Guardians of the Galaxy on the Marvel app. I've done 1 through
0: 18, but there's nothing else up. Bah! Well, noted. Noted Noted We will pass that along Yep At Face Soprano Was reading Secret Invasion it Made me wonder Who designs the look Of alien languages Upon creation Artist? Letterer? You know I don't know The definite answer for that But I would guess the letterer Yeah I think the letterer Works with the editor And our creative teams here To make sure that
4: it fits in With the style That the aliens have had You know There could be elements Pulled from old yeah. comics You know like Writing on walls That could have influenced Different things And then it becomes A font for the letterer To create
0: Also yeah remember Most letterers are artists in their own right yeah. they're designers so if they get a chance to play with it and make an alien language someone like Chris Heliopolis or Joe Garamagna yeah they're gonna yeah. run with it they're absolutely gonna design it so yeah I would say the letter. yep at Face Soprano if there are amazing Spider-Man movie sequels and I assume as much you don't need to assume as much we've already announced there'll be a second one do you think Gwen Stacy will actually die in them this
2: is a question for Blake Really? Maybe or maybe not. Beautiful. That Blake, was well a,
0: handled. A perfect answer, Blake. You're, you're Good job. you coming along, man. At Greg Filson. Listen to your podcast in the car. My sons get mad if I turn it down, and they flipped when you guys read a tweet from me. That's awesome. That's Greg. one of the best feedback I think we've gotten totally. ever. Also, Greg, give your
4: sons names. What
0: are their names? Yeah, that's, well, I can understand if he maybe doesn't want to put it out there. I guess, but we'd for like those, to give your
4: those, kids those. a shout-out officially. Yeah.
2: Call Sun Filson.
0: Yeah. Hey, son. Sun Filson 1 and 2, maybe 3. I don't know. We have some weirdos listening. And here in the room. So I don't know if he wants to give his name out. Yes. The listeners cannot see you tilting your head towards Blake when I say weirdo. <laughs> yes, they can. Someday this will be an enhanced podcast and there will just be a note of oh Ryan Tilt's head. Another one from Ed Greg Filson. Thanks to Superhero Squad, my kids think Cap really says huh you guys have great cartoons oh, hashtag oh, oh, oh. nerds in the making at Greg Filson one more any chance we'll get another Marvel versus DC crossover not anytime soon my friend not likely that Sorry. could always
4: change we could have a big
0: hug party yep. and everybody laughs and
4: high fives and at the end it's not we the have crossovers it's not the immediate plans yeah I don't see that happening by the JLA Avengers right trade it's awesome yeah it was good yeah. at C-Sick Fish tweets if you want to get into comics where is a good place to start well Gunhild, it's tough. That's a question we get fairly often. And, you know, we always come back and say, what characters do you like? What are you familiar with? Where are you coming to comics from? What kind of stories do you like? That helps us inform the decision a little bit more. But, you know, there are some staples that we can always suggest. I always suggest Marvels.
0: Yep. Gives you a full view of the Marvel Universe. The classics. Classic Fantastic Four. Classic Spider-Man. Astonishing X-Men by by Joss Whedon and John Cassaday. Yep, Bendis' Avengers, if you're familiar with the movie Avengers. But yeah, really, like Ryan said, tell us how you want to get into comics. What interests you in other forms of fiction? What characters do you already like, maybe from the movies? And then we can give you a better suggestion.
4: I would start to put Spider-Man big time in that list, because I think that's a great starting point for where we are with Spidey right now. I concur. And executioner song. Always, Always X-Men executioner, executioner song. One from at HWV tweets great Avengers vs. X-Men recap podcast, but Nick needs to pick a side. This one is for Ben, Tom, and Nick. You guys keep going, oh, I'll be right back. Uh-oh. Alright, so we'll probably have another Nick Lowe sighting in a moment. <sighs> You can hear him trudging through the halls. So. Must
3: I do everything? Nick, I
0: want to read a tweet and then hear your response. Okay. It's a tweet that was sent to us. All right. From
3: Is it about kissing?
0: Not about kissing this time. From at HWV. great Avengers vs. X-Men recap podcast,
3: but Nick needs to pick a side. Pick a side. Yeah. He, oh, with the X Men who are still with Cyclops and them, or the I X-Men? don't know. I think he just wants to know if you're Avengers or X Men. I'm X Men. Like, yeah. What does that mean? Like, you, you've been pretty clear <laughs> about it. Not everybody knows that you
4: are the X Men.
3: Yeah, no, but if yeah, anyone listens to, to our yeah. podcast, they definitely know. That, what? Like, and I thought that was their first AVX podcast. Yeah. They listened and to their first radio. Listen, I was, I was just H- flu- I was flummoxed by this. Listen, HW, do a little research. <laughs> All right. He's so obviously just, not being sarcastic, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it at all. Blake has just undercut my confidence <laughs> in, my <laughs> head,
4: in my joke that I was going to go Good oh, job, both of you. Too bad.
3: Oh.
0: But the joke's on him because Blake just made the podcast two minutes longer and now he has to edit it. <laughs> Giggles! But anyways, yeah. Hurrah! Just thought we should get your take on that. Dancing. <laughs> Thank you for your tap, Dids. There you go. <laughs> I'm sure we'll see you again by the end
4: of the podcast. It's true. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> Thanks, Have Nick. Bit, At Jman15393 tweets How do you think the Earth would handle an attack from Galactus?
0: Easily? Like we always do? We would die. What? No. What? <laughs> we always beat Galactus. Galactus
4: has never eaten the Earth. It's like. No. <sighs> Now, here,
0: us. Our Earth? He doesn't yeah. say that. I, this is the Earth. I'm assuming he's meaning Marvel Earth. I, and I assume he means so our yeah, Earth. You know what? If it's our Earth, I've read enough comic books where Galactus gets beat. Blake and I can beat him. I would send Blake to get the ultimate nullifier. I would I send Will Smith him.
4: to get the ultimate nullifier. That's a good idea. He would charm him
0: and he would fly up yeah. in a spaceship
4: and get it because he's Will Smith and he's more awesome than anyone.
0: All right, there's your answer. Done. One way or another, we're not getting eaten. Suck let's hear. Galactus. Let's hear from at Miss Marvel Girl. But I still want to know why she went back from being Captain Marvel Girl to Miss Marvel Girl. But that's a story for another day. Let's see at this week in Marvel episode tribute to Stormy 39. i have to finish it tomorrow, but might as well toss it up now. And so her comments begin. This week in Marvel's influence on me has its first. I will now buy this moment. Divided we fall mimos involved so i'm in mimo is miles morales oh thank you all right glad you're buying that thanks for answering the barrage of questions guys i look forward to high-fiving agent m and blake garris at the big event which is of course fan expo in toronto fan expo canada august 23rd through 26th blake who do
4: we have interviews lined up with Uh,
2: we have so far potentially john carpenter john rice davies and Alan Tudyk, and more to come. And Ryan taught me how to high-five well a couple months ago, so good. Name for the elbow. Yes.
0: Another one from At Miss Marvel Girl. Really excited to see the cover changes for Marvel now. It sounds like something for a big design geek to squee over. Well, Jen, if you haven't seen it yet, do look up the Uncanny Avengers number one cover. It looks pretty dope, and we'll be revealing some more hopefully next week. As for enhanced podcasts, I listen on my computer and watch the images, click the links actively. I love them. Good to know. We're taking all this into consideration as we assess the best way to move forward with the podcast. I lost the file of my theme song, Help. Does anyone remember which episode it was? Nope. I certainly don't, so I included that to throw it out there to the listeners. Hopefully someone can help her out. Yeah,
4: let Miss Marvel Girl know if you know when that theme song popped up so many months ago.
0: Are there any plans to make the Marvel site a mobile-friendly version for the news and releases on my non-smartphone? I don't know what a non-smartphone
4: yeah. is and how that... Is that a flip phone? I guess so. I don't even know what a browser is like on a phone like
0: that. I couldn't even get internet on my flip phone.
4: Yeah, that's right. It's tough. We are working on some cool mobile friendly initiatives. I just don't know how that'll work for a non smartphone. I think we're more focused on ones with, you know, browsers, but I'll try and look into it.
0: And finally, from Matt Ms. Marble Garo, as I unpack in the new pad nicknamed The Swamp, interesting. The sporadic nature of my marble collecting has created different sized and shaped things to show. What are the best examples of collections incorporated into homes that you've seen? Scene. that's tough we don't get a lot of
4: images of people's homes and the way they put their collections in i mean i myself i just have lots of bookshelves and you know, a modoc here and lots of statues and toys lined up bookshelves
0: a lot of bookshelves I can't think of any other good way to do it i uh, have friends who ar- arrange them very well i like to put my toys in with the bookshelf so kind of like put them on the ledge or something like that just keep it festive keep it pretty yeah if you have a giant statue
4: for maybe muckle mannequins, then you could maybe put like a Santa hat on one of the statues during the holidays or, you know, some other holiday accoutrement that could do well and decorate your home and keep it festive while also enjoying your Marvel collection. I have a halo skull cap that I put on my Modoc statue because he's got a giant head and it fits really well. I should take a picture of that. We end johnnyo67 tweets health this week in marvel how do i catch up on my reading i'm still in october 2011 books because i buy too many each month mostly marvel uh, john that's e- the best problem to have yeah i don't just, really know how to help you just keep reading yeah you'll get there Clow through. Yeah, catch up come on yeah there's no easy way to, to do it other than take a reading vacation and just spend all your time in a comfortable chair with all your comics, and don't do anything else but read, and eat, and have fun. If you can afford it, that's nice to do. Yeah. yeah. At x Josh tweets, Getting more and more excited for Marvel now. Can't wait to see the Avengers
0: team with Rogue and Havoc. I'm excited too, Josh, and I would recommend again that you go check out the Uncanny Avengers Q&A I did with Rick Remender last week. He talked very specifically about Rogue and Havoc, and how they fit into the team, as well as all the other team members, but he had... I didn't realize what a huge Havoc fan Rick Remender is. And hearing him talk about it made me go, oh my god, I never realized how cool Havoc was. And then his plans for Rogue are definitely very different than stuff you've seen in the last few years, but fit perfectly into who the character is. Awesome.
4: Another one from that X-Force Josh. I know you guys love when people return to comics. I came back when X2 hit theaters. First thing I bought, Weapon X trade
0: paperback. So there you go. If someone is looking to get back into comics or get into comics and you want to get into Wolverine, Weapon X, that's a great entry point. As totally. the... Claremont Miller uh, Limited series and a lot of
4: other games and Origin just to get a you know good backstory yep last one from X-Force Josh the second thing I bought was Executioner's Song nice the first ongoing titles I bought were Wolverine and Spectacular Spider-Man
0: I wonder which Spectacular Spider-Man that is I'd be curious to know if if it was around X2 X2. it would have been the most previous series Paul Jenkins series I bet yep cool very Cool. cool At Lucas underscore Ackerman says that listening to This Week in Marvel comes before working out for him, though I will work out as soon as the podcast is over. That's important because we encourage physical fitness here on our podcast. Could also mean
4: is more important than working out.
0: Right. Right. It has the little Is greater than sign The duck bill
4: Is greater than
0: Yeah but Is greater than Glad you work out after Regardless Is greater than That's very important Hashtag is greater than At Laser Mountain Monster Where can we find One of those rad Shower curtains Deadpool picked up In the most recent Issue of Deadpool Deadpool picked up A shower curtain That protected him From a bomb blast I do not know Where you would get One of those in real life Blake
2: I think they come With the toilet bomb
0: Yes That's right It's a package deal Yeah. So you gotta find A toilet bomb first And then the shower curtain will closely follow. Please don't go looking for bombs. Yes. Even though Blake just told you to. At T-Bear 220, best Marvel game ever. Make your best football team of heroes. The other has to do defense of them. So, he's asking us to pick a football team of heroes. I know T-Bear likes to ask us to pick different groups of things. There's like, you know, to my knowledge, like 80 people on a football team. So... Does he mean football ambitious? or oh, European football? It's, it's footy. Either way. Footy, as I like to call it, right, Blake? Footy. Either way, there's too many people. I don't know, it's just like all the X Men. All the X Men are my football yeah, team. Yeah, put
4: the X Men on one team.
0: And maybe the Avengers on the other side, maybe oh, you can make a comic about it. Yeah. Sounds like a winner. Done. At TBR 20, what kind of music did the heroes listen to? Since most of them are over decades, keep listening to the original tunes, so they. Well, they yeah. weren't around in the 60s anymore in our sliding timeline, but. I don't know, Ryan. You're a music guy. What kind of music do our heroes listen to?
4: Depends on the character, I guess. Thor, I think, would listen to some awesome Norwegian metal. Yes, uh, It would be fantastic and like that. Who else? Give me a character. Spider Man. Spider Man, I think, would listen to like Bon Jovi and some pop rock, some yeah. really
0: like power pop, but like, right? You know, get them moving, get them going. So Spider Man's me. Spider-Man listens to the same music I listen to. Kind of. Spider-Man
4: is awesome. the Everyman. That's Nova. fantastic. Nova, well, we know that Nova likes uh, dubstep.
5: Yeah.
4: Music, <laughs> so you know that's a good approximation of dubstep. Right. Am I right?
0: Yeah. I feel like Hawkeye probably secretly listens to like John Denver and stuff like that. See,
4: I would, I would see Hawkeye listening to Clearance Crew, Creedwater. Yeah. Creedence Clearwater Revival? Yes. Well, it was CCR, he's whatever the name cl- of that he's band He's definitely a classic rock guy. Yeah, classic rock. I see what that. What about Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers? Carol Danvers? Scorpions? She'd very similarly rock you like a hurricane. Oh, my God. You know, she'd want some really, like... I love really, all like, our characters. But I think she would also, like... Who was that girl who won the American
0: Idol show?
4: Kelly Clarkson? Kelly Clarkson. Wow. She has some jams. She does She has some very jams.
0: catchy tunes. All right. And who's that rapper that our social media coordinator likes? Cray Sean. Yeah. Carrie Fiala is a big fan of Cray Sean. You can let her know at FangirlingDaily at Twitter. Yeah. If you're also a fan of Cray Sean. Five twin points if you can spell creation (laughs) without looking it up. Yeah. Good luck to you. At T-Bear 20, over the years the Punisher has changed his physical stature from lean body to builder athletic. What are the limits for the change? As always with any character, it's up to the artist's interpretation, you know. We're not so married to continuity, particularly visual continuity that if an artist has a different style, we're going to say, "Hey, just to make sure this is the same, you have to draw it exactly the same as this other guy." So, there are no rules when it comes to the Punisher's physical stature. He's gonna be fit,
4: he's gonna yeah. be well put together and he's gonna be able to kick your butt. I mean he has to be able to do
0: that. Yeah. But you know, he might be a little skinnier sometimes, he might be a little more athletic. Yeah. It could do with the story, but it could also have to do just with the artist. The yeah, if you look at Tex, he just draws big yep. muscular people. Yeah. Finally from at T Bear Twenty, by the way, Blake still sounds like he should be twiddling a banjo in a rocking chair and the Strommeister still walks. That he meant say rock, so you got the
2: last laugh there, Blake. Well, uh, let me just say something real quick. <laughs> I don't know if you ever tried to play a banjo. You don't twiddle a banjo. It's a little harder than that. You can tweet to at Steve Martin or whatever his name is, and at tell that Steve Martin to go. Steve Martin to go and tell him he twiddles a banjo because I begged that he would defer or differ <laughs> from that. And then the strom mister, whatever that means, still locks. That only that's not a sentence. Yeah. So like <laughs> you haven't got so good and riled
0: in a while. Come so yeah, back, it's boys. For you. It's good. It's good
4: for he you. He's got a little crocodile on his shirt, and I think yeah. the crocodile's
0: barking. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> really wearing a be- birds wearing a very classy collared shirt today, which is oh, a new style. You've got
4: a crocodile, yep. you've got a whale. Is it a whale or a bird? <laughs> Pretty sure it's a bird. I don't <laughs> know so how
0: cool. you got a whale out of that. <laughs> it looks like a diving <laughs> whale. It's it definitely a looks bird. It does not look like a <laughs> whale at all. it. like a whale by any sort. Scratch. I want a collared shirt with a diving
4: whale embroidered on it.
0: So then we would be a team alligator, bird, and whale. Oh my god! We could press messed. them to get
2: superpowers. <laughs> there is so a company great. that makes a collared shirt with a whale. I love right, it. We to find that. Let's get back After on After we're done with this, write that down.
4: Yeah. <laughs> At Moose Knight tweeted, please let the first arc of Uncanny Avengers be titled Hugging It Out. TBD. Yeah. We'll well, talk to Remender. That sounds right up his alley. There's definitely a 50 50 chance that that could happen. Yeah at Prophet118 tweets What was up with Angel and his new power parenthetical uses against War Machine in Wolverine and the X-Men and will we find out soon? What
0: was up with that power indeed? I don't remember what the power was. He exhibited a new power where he basically was able to use some sort of energy shock against war machine that we've never seen before from Angel. So. Harumph. Oh, I think you should probably keep reading Wolverine and the X Men to find out. Hmm.
4: Yeah. Uh oh. Now There's we're into there. our at Ref Gimlin stage of the podcast questions. Love the first episode of All Winter Squad. Great work. Thank you, Robert. Thank uh, you, man. There's if you guys haven't seen it, go to marble.com slash winners You can watch the first episode. I'm sure there are links to purchase the t-shirts. There's yep. a unicorn t-shirt, a Hypno Hustler t-shirt, and a Squirrel Girl t-shirt. There's going to be plenty more fun stuff coming out of that.
0: We should definitely shout out to our video guy, Todd Wanish, who did all the animation on that with the help of his intern team of thousands. Now, there's like two of them, but they did all the animation... All the voice recording, a lot of work went into that by a lot of different people, and the end result was really cool. So glad you enjoyed it.
4: Yep. Another one from Robert Nolan, thanking me for the links to the Ant-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy Facebook pages. Again, if you just search hashtag Ant-Man or hashtag Guardians Galaxy and look for my tweets about them, you will find the links to those pages. RF Gimlin says, LOL of the week from episode 39 goes to Agent M and his fantastic slash quick response to Ben's elemental villain team, hashtag Captain Planet. Robert, you forgot the underscore and my name in this answer.
0: Ooh. Five turn demerits. Yeah. Captain Planet's is always a good answer. Yes.
4: Another one from OutRef Gemlin. Question. One for Benjamin Morse's universal knowledge. Has Shang-Chi ever fought Iron Fist? Who is the master of Kung Fu?
0: Number one, Iron Fist does not just use Kung Fu. That's just one of his many specialties. But it's an interesting dynamic because where he's... Iron Fist is proficient in many disciplines. Shang-Chi is the master of of Kung Fu. To answer your question, they battled very recently in Spider Island, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, and Shang-Chi came out on top of that confrontation. I would have to think they've probably met up in the past as well. I would say you put those guys against each other ten times, Iron Fist wins five, Shang-Chi wins five, but I've got a soft spot for Shang-Chi just because he's so focused on that, but man, Iron Fist, he's got an Iron Fist, so it's a tough call it's a tough call Shang-Chi won the last round Iron Fist might win the next one Iron Fist punched a dragon and
4: dipped his hand inside the dragon's belly and came out with an Iron
0: Fist he's not the master of Kung Fu though represent yeah
4: another one from Matt Gemlin. To Strami, is the special S.H.I.E.L.D. briefcase Blu-ray box set of the Avengers available in the U.K. Robert, we are putting together some information on Marvel.com about the ways you can get the Avengers Blu-rays and DVDs.
0: Should be up by the time you hear this.
4: Yep. The box set is not international, so it's U.S. only release. But as someone who has purchased British... UK DVDs and Blu-rays. I've actually purchased the Aliens Blu-ray set and something of the Harry Potters from... UK. They work perfectly in my PS3. I would imagine vice versa works if you have a PS3 or some such Blu-ray player that can play you know, any sort of Blu-ray disc. Just look it up. Do the research. You may be able to get them and play them. But unfortunately, no. That's only released in the US. That's the Phase 1 box set. Last one from Matt Gamlin. Thanks to This Week in Marvel. I've been checking out the Marvel Tumblr site, and it's great. A must for any fan to check out. Once again, that's Marvel Entertainment
0: entertainment.tumblr.com now we've got at Night 26 this comment it is really late but I was really happy when I found out you guys are fans of Doctor Who this guy fan singular yeah I've, These, nev- I've never watched Doctor Who they're Hitler. not gonna
4: watch one of the greatest shows in history and I would I'll, say I never would watch it, I don't know I never know. have watched it I challenge you Benjamin mm-hmm. to watch the first season the first series of the relaunch with Christopher Eccleston as the Doctor you'll be hooked
0: Now, Blake has challenged me to watch the first season of The Wire, and you're challenging me to watch the first season of this. Which do I do first? Watch
4: one episode each, back to back, and let that destroy your brain in awesomeness.
2: I have seen one episode of Doctor Who, and I don't want to cause any controversy, but Doctor Who cares. (laughs) I didn't make that up. A friend of mine made that up. That's <laughs> Credit where credits do. That's yes. Credit where credits
0: do. You need right. to watch more than an episode. At I'm Wolf sure. Twenty Six, glad to hear at Miss Marvel Girl commenting and asking questions again. I enjoyed her section of questions and comments. Reply from at Miss Marvel Girl. Wow, that's really sweet. Thanks. Hashtag is just Blake Garris in drag.
2: <laughs> Blake, do you want to address this controversy? I'd address it to myself. Like, are you? If Miss Marvel Girl. Yeah.
0: You are? <laughs> That'd be cool, though. You were just saying earlier that she has so many comments it makes the podcast longer for you to edit, and yet you are the one sending in the comments?
2: I love her hashtag. It just frightens me. Yeah. That Fair image. Enough. Fair enough.
0: At WolfNight26, hope Agent M gets caught up on Raw episodes. Are you behind on SmackDown as well? Yeah, I try to watch both programs. I don't know that my
4: DVR can handle me being four to six weeks behind. And now with Raw at three hours an episode, it's tough. And I'm also watching Impact, trying to catch up on that as well. I like me some wrestling. It's just a lot right now.
0: Good luck to you. I will do my best. Watch less Doctor Who. Go, <laughs> I am totally caught
4: up on Doctor Who,
0: jerk. That's the problem. <laughs> more Doctor Who starts um, soon. Less Doctor Who. All the Doctor Who. At Wolf Night 26, after seeing the Doctor Strange animated movie, yeah. I am very interested in the character. What comics do you guys recommend? We've had this one in the past. I think we always go to Doctor Strange, The Oath. The Oath. By Brian K. Vaughn and Martin. Martine. That's a great one. Also, Strange by Mark Wade and Emma Rios this is a very good Doctor Strange story.
4: Yeah and there's some good stuff in New Avengers with Doctor Strange on the team there's been lots of really great stuff at Night
0: 26 failed to get Mockingbird but I hope to get Emma Frost on Avengers Alliance good, good luck, luck Ryan good luck to you sir at Night 26 love playing Avengers Alliance and is the only Facebook game I play hashtag Marvel makes me happy it's the only Facebook game you need until we release another one at
4: Wilkermidz tweets, what happened to the Thanos series? Hashtag, what is the deal with that? <laughs> Blake must say hashtag in Seinfeld voice, please.
2: Blake? You just did it so well. Yeah, you no, got to They've do They've
0: requested. What is the deal with that? That
2: was pretty That was pretty
0: good. As far as the Thanos Son of Titan series, stay tuned as far as that. But as editor Steve Wacker said, it's a timing issue. We jumped the gun on it. We will let you guys know what's going on with that. We can't say anything more right now. Yep. Another
4: one from at Okramids. When will we know more about Marvel now? Can't wait for Uncanny Avengers. Sal, so,
0: as we said, we've got more Marvel now news coming in by the day. We've got an Uncanny Avengers Q&A up already. By the time you read this, we should have an all-new X-Men Q&A up, possibly an Avengers Q&A up, and then many teasers, many more interviews coming next week. By the end of next week, you're going to go no So much about Marvel now. It's going to be sick. Again, marvel.com/slash Marvel
4: Now. Last one from Matt Okermids, Mark Wade doing Hulk when? I'm on this like stink on Blake. Hashtag a car can be blue. There's several elements going on here. Let me break this down. Yeah. Mark Wade did talk about this on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So you will get more information about what Mark Wade is doing soon. Stink on Blake. I can't speak to that. Blake smells
2: pretty good. Dude. I use Old Spice deodorant. So And Avengers Cologne. And Avengers Cologne. I drink Avengers Cologne and use Old Spice. And he sweats
4: it out, he smells wonderful.
2: Exactly. And
4: then Hashtag a car can be blue is a callback to the conversation several of us had on Twitter this week about the state. A car can be blue is from a sketch or skit sure. on the state. It's a game show where you can win
0: orphans and it's wonderful. And they answer. It's and, oh, good stuff. So good. Good stuff. So good. At Doctor underscore Spidey just listened to you this week in Marvel episode thirty nine. Please, please, please have Blake Garris hit the NY club scene scented with Avengers
2: fragrance. I just got to say, this guy is my new favorite person. All right. He's a real doctor. He is. He's an orthodontist, and I saw pictures of his office, and there's all this Spider-Man stuff. Do you stalk our listeners? Every once in a while. I wanted to see if he was a real doctor, and he's legit. If my teeth weren't so straight already... I'd go to him.
0: Yeah. But will you hit the NY Club scene with Avengers Fragrance? Oh, yeah, obviously. Uh, Obviously, obviously. Another from at Dr. Underscore Spidey answering a question this week in Marvel Episode 39. Another comic that utilized the AR app was Spider-Man number 1 on the cover, as I remember. Well, Dr. Spidey, hopefully we will have ongoing updates on what comics are on AR thanks to Kristen Maldonado, who is now keeping that on lock. Yep. Thank you, Kristen. (laughs) At Doctor Underscore Spidey, with podcasts like This Week in Marvel, it shows that Marvel really cares for its fans. It's much like bullpen bulletins for the digital age.
4: Scott, I want to take that tweet, and I want to throw it at everyone who works here and say, listen to that, guys. It's really nice, and he was very polite. Thank you.
2: One out of one doctor approves this podcast.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, I'm out. As I was speaking, Blake had formulated that was almost shaking with anticipation
0: of unleashing his most amazing joke. It was was worth it.
4: It was was so worth it.
3: it. Another one
0: from at doctor underscore spidey. Oh yeah, just reached the end of this week in Marvel episode thirty nine, and Spidey's given mad props by the crew in quintessential story comment. Hashtag no X Men bias. There's no X-Men bias here. No. We like the X-Men. We like everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked a lot about Spidey. So,
4: yeah. yeah glad you liked it. Men versus vs. X-Men 9. Oof.
0: Yeah. Talked about that earlier. Man, I'm so rooting for the X-Men. <laughs> 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 the X-Men win everything. Uh. <laughs> At Dr. Underscore Spidey, one more. Just finished This Week in Marvel, episode 39.5. Man, that Shia LaBeouf has quite the potty mouth.
2: Great editing, Blake Garris. Kristen edited that.
1: You're so, welcome. I kind of figured. <laughs>
2: How did you ever get did a did you, bleep? Beep? Yeah, we a okay.
1: beep to bleep out. Excellent. Good
2: so. job,
4: Chris. Thank you. No
1: problem.
4: Yeah, he likes to curse. He's a scruffy young man too, yeah. but fun, whole lot of fun. At Simon Seb tweets, what character would you like to have a beer or whatever your drink of choice is with? Wolverine. I think that would be fun to hang out and
0: enjoy a cocktail. I don't drink, so I think I would like to have a water with Iron Fist. And talk about Zen philosophy. Yeah,
4: I don't drink beer too many calories, but yeah, Iron Fist would be good, Wolverine, Blake.
2: I want to watch Ben and Iron Fist drink water. Yeah. Because I'd probably... you're drinking a beer in the background? Yeah. I think that'd be fun.
4: That's not fun for anyone. Yeah. Although, (laughs)
0: any time I've been anywhere with you and you drink a beer while I'm drinking water, nothing good comes with it. Your wife drinks water with bubbles. Oh! Revelation. That's Hashtag true. Hashtag your wife drinks water with bubbles. Yeah, you said it like it was
2: a big insult. Was yeah. that meant to be like so a was It wasn't meant to be an insult. Sick what was it meant nice to be? Even <laughs> out. <laughs> Off the rails. I just meant it to be she's a fancier version of you. All right. I'll let her know you're true. That. Bubble that water. That is true. That is true. Let's get
0: this back on oh.
4: track. It's not a question. As Simon says, tweets. What are some good comics starring The Wasp? Parenthetical Janet Van Dyne Dude,
0: read the Roger Stern run on Avengers Where, where she the Wasp is was was the leader of the team It's like, that's my go-to Wasp stuff She was awesome during that She may be my favorite leader of the Avengers of all time Under Siege and everything around it very cool.
4: At Webheaded Hero tweeted, How do I get to be an intern at Marvel? Excellent question. Kristen, why don't you regale us with a tale of how you became an intern?
1: Sure, sure. Well, if you're interested in becoming a Marvel intern, you can check out on the Disney website that also has links to, you know, what internships they have available at Marvel, and also check out the Marvel website to see what positions there are. Basically, I went to the Career Center at my school, got my resume and cover letter checked out. You know, you wanna make sure that you have your best experiences in the forefront so that that's kind of what you showcase. I applied, I got called for an interview I think what's important to know is that when you're applying, especially specifically to Marvel, it's more important the experiences that you have and the skills that you can bring. And it's awesome if you're a comic book fan, but I think what's more important, as we've talked about, I think in past podcasts, is your skills, whether you're really good with computers or editing or things like that, those skills will definitely help you get an internship wherever you're applying. Yeah, so, you know, I applied. I had a couple of interviews, and. Here I am today.
4: Yeah. living the dream you also have to be enrolled in college and be able to get college credit for the internship that is you important you also need to be able to live and work in either New York or Los Angeles you can come from anywhere we've had interns come from Minnesota Kentucky Milwaukee Michigan any state with an M and they would live here and work here during their internship that is non-negotiable Did you say Milwaukee? yeah it's a s- new state. S- I know. I know. <laughs> oh, Thank you, Blake. It's not. Yeah. Thank you, Blake. Uh, we're, I'm going to let Ben take the Tim Stevens section, but first I will answer this question from at Trick well, son. Are there any hermaphrodite heroes? I don't believe so. I think really, honestly, that is a tricky situation because you want to make sure it's handled properly and not as a joke and it can be seen as a joke while it's actually a it's a real thing real people have this situation and you don't want to treat it unfairly unkindly or in an inappropriate fashion and i'm sure there's someone out there who has a great story to do that with i don't believe we've done that yet and if it ever happens that'd be great but i don't believe so yet
0: now let's bring this crashing down with Tim Stevens. Ooh, I don't, in, I don't mean that. I don't mean that insulting. Just like you know, we're ending the podcast. Tim Stevens begins with, "I endorse the ongoing All Ages Corner featuring Blake Garris. It is the perfect realization of all this week in Marvel should stand for." We didn't do one this week. We didn't. Introduce so, it. It's a slap in the face. Got one. You got one? Late breaking. We have a special edition of the All Ages Corner featuring Blake Harris. Blake.
2: Children you're not of age to drink yet. So if you want to drink other things like water or water with bubbles. The bubbles can tickle your nose.
0: This has been The All Ages Corner featuring Blake Harris. Thank you, Blake. <laughs> I we almost will, drooled we'll, on myself. I was laughing. We will come back to you next week. Thank you, Tim Stevens, for making that happen. Oh, God. Also from Tim Stevens, I have been one of the rope holders for Thanksgiving Day Parade balloons. Thought you guys would like to know. I don't know how that happens. For, for us? Thing? Thing? I don't think for us. Maybe for some one. doctor yeah, thing. Yeah, for a doctor thing. <laughs> yeah. Like a big drug <laughs> Like a pill. Yeah, Palaximal or something. Yeah, Palaximal, exactly. Tim Stevens, worried for Agent M saying, it's awful, I want to die in reference to the weather. Have to stress that weather is not worth dying over. Tim is a licensed therapist, and he is telling you that you should not want to die over the weather.
4: Tim, you don't know me that well. The heat and I do not get along. I don't like the summer. It just makes me so angry
0: and upset. I think you need to book some time to talk to Tim. No, I think that would help. I think that would be really good. Finally, from Tim Stevens, any plans to interview the gobbledygooker for fighting fanboys? I think it'd be a great idea if we can track down the gooker, and interview him, we can do a five-part series. Can you let people know what that is who are, like, scratching their heads? Yeah, because we always explain every reference on this show. The gobbledygooker was at Survivor Series 1990 from WWF. They teased for months they had this giant egg that was going to hatch, and no one knew what it was going to be. They thought it might be a new wrestler, a returning wrestler or something. So then it hatched. Mean Gene was overseeing the whole thing, and it was actually a little-known fact. It was Hector Guerrero. I believe brother of Eddie Guerrero Hector Guerrero Dressed in a giant turkey suit He's a character called the Galdi Gooker. He came out He did like a jig and a square dance with Mean Gene He wrestled on a couple house shows And he was never seen on television again Until the gimmick battle royal at Wrestlemania 17 Which it was once again Hector Guerrero wearing the outfit And then he was eliminated. Hector Guerrero is now a commentator for TNA and probably does not like anyone ever bringing up the gobbling hooker. The end. The more you know. Fantastic. On that note, we're going to end this episode of This Week in Marvel. Thank
4: you, everyone, for listening. Thank you to Kristen and whatever other interns helped put this together for us. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you to Blake, Strami, and Benjamin. Again, thank you to all the fans for listening, commenting, and tweeting. Follow us all on the Twitters. This is Marvel, your universe.